We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Joining me right now is Chris Biederman of the Sacramento Bee. And we are talking about our favorite brand, the official clothing brand of Candlestick Chronicles. That's Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com is the website. Candlestick20 is the promo code. You get 20% off. SGLambchops is the Instagram. They're always posting their new styles on there. Chris, I have a radio show to do tomorrow. And I'm going to wear my Lamb Chops lion shorts in there to let everybody know that I'm the king of the jungle. Yeah, you absolutely should. And one thing, look, we talk about the quality and the comfort um, and just the style of lamb chops. One thing we don't talk about is all their stuff is unisex. Oh, so yeah. For, for, the, for the women listening to our podcast, like lamb chops is also for you. Um, so, yeah, like just super stylish, super comfortable. Definitely some conversation starters. My The shorts that I've worn, like in, I, there have been a few times in public. Where uh, where some conversations have been started over the shorts that I'm wearing, um, just all compliments. Everyone's like, "Are those wolves on your short?" Like, yeah, they sure are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, sglambchops.com, candlestick twenty for twenty percent off. Candlestick Chronicles is also sponsored by Cooperage Brewing. Our guys at Cooperage, cooperagebrewing.com is the website. You can click order now in the top right corner when you go to the website. And, or no, I'm sorry, you have to click beers and then go to order now. And then ship you a case of beer directly to your front door. It's the best way to acquire beer. I'm checking to see if Candlestick Chronicles is for sale yet. It is not. So not yet. So, I love the I love the idea that we don't know when we're just guessing every time we log in. Well, so a little birdie told me uh, oh. we are due for Candlestick Chronicles drop within the next couple weeks. Come on, let's go. It might be next week. We'll see. Let's might go. be in time for week one. So if you uh, if you see Cooperage available at your local uh, beverage distribution center, uh, you might see <laughs> some Candlestick Chronicles. If you're in the Santa Rosa or Sonoma County area, you might see Candlestick Chronicles at the Cooperage um, Tap House. Oh, and it's it's going to be coming soon. We're having a live event there. September 23rd, Saturday. September 23rd. Uh, I think we're going to move it up to 7 p.m. 7 p.m. It New was time. we we were talking 8 p.m., but we're going to do 7 p.m. We're going to move it up a little bit. Um because why not? Really? 
I, dude, I'm with you. I, I think 7 p.m. is a sweet spot. Gives us time to talk. Gives us time to chill. There's no better vibes than Cooperage. Cooperagebrewing.com. Go visit the brewery in Santa Rosa. Chris, what are those cross streets? Uh, it's off Piner and Airway. That's it. Piner and Airway. Get out there. The vibes are great. Always got a good food truck going. A list of food trucks is at cooperagebrewing.com as well. And while you're checking out the food trucks that you're going to go eat while you're drinking beer, order some beer and get it shipped directly to your front door in the state of California. And as long as you're over the age of 21, Candlestick Chronicles Hazy IPA coming soon from Cooperage Brewing. And also have just incredible merch. Really good merch. Coop has, Coop has really good merch. And I have a Cooperage sticker, a Candlestick Chronicles sticker on my... I also have a bunch of Kurt stickers. That I'm going to be slapping on my sticker fridge outside. We're, we're going to see. Yeah. We're going to see Kurt on Sunday. We'll talk about that more after after the I intro. Can't wait. Cooperagebrewing.com. We have a grab bag of stuff. There's like roster stuff. There was a weird exchange between Shanahan and Matt Mayoko in his press conference, and Brock Purdy is deloading. Let's dive in. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Bosa's got him, and a sack him back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. So typically, hold on. Before we start, I want to give you congratulations. Oh God! Give you okay. your flowers. You are the the newest, or one of two of the newest uh, sports radio hosts in Sacramento. Yeah. You have a new show beginning on ESPN, or beginning Tuesday on ESPN thirteen twenty in Sacramento. You're hosting. You get one of the two big chairs. Um, super happy for you, man! Congratulations. And uh, anybody in the Sacramento market, I would encourage you to check it out. 1320, you know all the call signs better than I do. Or you can also stream it live on YouTube and where else? Where else can you stream that? Twitch. Twitch. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to you, man. Super happy for you. Congratulations. You and James Ham, the insiders, you guys are uh, you guys are starting your show on Tuesday. Sadly, I will never be, or at least not for this football season, be able to... Uh, <laughs> to go on because i may or may not have a paid deal with the rival station but i'm still happy for you nonetheless and uh and i'm i couldn't be more excited to to see you in the big seat man thanks man i'm super hyped about it so yeah i I work at espn 1320 in sacramento we don't really talk about it i'm so excited to bring that bit back (laughs) Uh, i'm working again shout out uh yeah thank you let's uh we will we will dive into the 49ers now because i don't want to talk about myself that's weird okay I'll let you do that. Thank sure. you for the kind words, man. I really do appreciate it. So typically what we do here is when the 49ers cut down their roster, we'll do an episode about it. But in discussing it between between Chris and I, we just kind of decided that nothing happened. That like When we talked about our roster preview, it wasn't exact, but the bulk of it was largely kind of what we had already discussed. And there was nothing to dive into for a whole podcast. <laughs> so we gave it a couple days before getting into the getting into the roster while we get into some other stuff. And nothing really shocked me about 
about what happened with the Niners 53 man. I think I, I don't only, I don't have any super strong roster takes. I I think the only thing I miss because obviously you know over here we we rock with a spreadsheet uh, with it. with the 53 man projections, but the only thing I missed that wasn't like injury related, and there were a couple weird injury things that happened, but was uh was Nick Sakel making the mm. cut. So I, I know there's there's always like oh big like what's gonna happen at receiver what's it like to me it was all it it all seemed really straightforward the entire time. I'm with you. I totally agree. <laughs> so it wasn't it there there weren't like even going into cuts. I mean one of the benefits of us talking about a team that's like contending that's had the same coaching staff in front office uh, intact for a while is that you 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 kind of know what things are going to look like. And right. you don't you there isn't like roster upheaval like crazy. Like the first year in 2017, they basically had like a 60 or 70 percent new roster. Yeah. And this year it was, you know, there there aren't really too many new faces aside from just kind of replacing the guys that, that left the free agency. Yeah. Cameron Law two seasons over. He went on IR with with a meniscus injury that likely needs surgery. Not a huge surprise there. Robert Beal made the roster, the rookie fifth-round pick from Georgia. He is now on IR. He's eligible to return TBD on if he will, though. Danny Gray also on IR with a shoulder injury. Beal has a hamstring. And then the Niners, to fill those two roster spots, re-signed Austin Bryant and Kerry Hyder. And it was so funny looking at their 53-man initially because their defensive end depth was like Cleland Furl and Robert Beal. <laughs> And right. that was it. <laughs> so they've they've since added some depth. A notable name missing from the fifty three man roster, though. And I think when you when you gather the names and you look at it, the the glaring the glaring absence aside from Trey Lance is Nick Bosa, who on August thirty first has still not signed a contract. Yeah, man, I'm annoyed. Um, not <laughs> because I really like care so much. I mean, obviously, it's you know when you it. it like holdouts are hard for us to talk about because obviously there's a disagreement between Nick Bosa's camp and the 49ers front office. And we're not privy to those conversations. So we could only speculate, mm-hmm. but I'm just annoyed because I want it to be done because I'm having a party at my house on Sunday. And I would <laughs> like, I would like some of the people who are working this Nick Bosa thing to, uh, to be able to come to this party <laughs> <laughs> and uh and so that's really it i kind of want my friends to show up and not have to be like sitting by their computer waiting for the nick bosa news to drop so uh that's my take i'm just a little annoyed i want you to know i'm in there bro great no matter what i'm bringing my computer perfect i'm I'm walking in with a backpack it's probably not going to be just a computer in that backpack there will be some other items goodies but I have a piece pre-written so I can be sloshed <laughs> and get done what I need to get done. Yeah. I'm not only in there, but I'm in there with bells on. Come yeah. On. Yeah. There's some, there, there's some people who listen to this pod who know they're invited to, to this, um, to this little get together. And, uh, and I really want them to come and I know that's contingent on this Nick Bosa thing finishing up. So let's do that. Uh, hopefully, but, so here's here's what I think is happening. If I were just to make a guess, right? Generally, uh-huh. the 49ers guarantee or like the guaranteed money is more or less like two years 
worth of of base salary. Yeah. In, in most cases, when it comes to these big contracts, right? Because yeah. that essentially allows them to have flexibility after two years. It's uh, those tra- at- it's it's that trap door that we always talk about. Yeah. You get two years, and then they can get out of the deal for super cheap. Yeah, and if you're Nick Bosa, you're like, no, I want four years. Yes. Like if 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 I'm gonna sign a six year contract, if I'm Nick Bosa, I would say I want three to four of those years guaranteed, and then you're talking about, you know, potentially a hundred and twenty million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ninety to one hundred and twenty million dollars guaranteed. I I would imagine like the way these things go, when it comes to like amount per year, like or average per year. I mean that's that's pretty much immaterial. Mm-hmm. But I think the Niners and Bosa, in terms of what the overall money is, I'm guessing they're on the same page or can make it work. But mm-hmm. it's the guaranteed money that's the sticking point. And we've talked about it before, but when you have so many highly paid players like the 49ers do, and you're so cash strapped like they are, trying to make you know, a contract that's going to be 30, 35 million a year, whatever it is, is right. just really complicated and really hard to fit under the salary cap when you're potentially as restricted as the 49ers are particularly since they just signed Javon Hargrave. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a big right. deal in free agency. Um, so look, I, I think, and I've seen, you know, a lot of people are upset, like what's wrong. Then what, what are the Niners doing? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, they've been, they've been a good team for a while and have managed to avoid salary cap hell yeah. for the most part. And they're still trying to do that. And like just in general, whether it's football or whether it's some CEO of some, you know, Fortune 500 company or whatever, these these negotiations are complicated. Right. And they're complicated even further by the fact that there are salary cap ramifications. Right. It's not just, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're hiring a CEO to run your company. There's no salary cap. It's just purely a money discussion. I don't mm-hmm. think the 49ers are worried about the money discussion necessarily. It's just how do we make this fit and how do we allow ourselves flexibility moving forward from a financial standpoint and salary cap standpoint while also making sure Nick Bose is whole and Nick Bose's camp is probably like, yeah, I want three or four years fully guaranteed. Like, and, the, full stop. and I, and I, I can almost hear people because you're right. And I can hear people like yelling at their, phone or radio or wherever they're listening to this just pay him it's nick bosa but that sets a precedent now and now when right. brandon Ayuk comes up for his contract negotiation the niners can't just go look this is kind of how we do contracts he's gonna go no nah, you gave nick bosa four years that's what i want that's the deal I want. well also the more nick bosa gets the more difficult it's going to be to sign brandon Ayuk. just in that's general great point yeah and that's so that's the thing is the Niners also have to look at this while they're structuring this deal, trying to structure it around figuring out a way to keep Eric Armstead, to keep George Kittle, to keep Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Like there's so many moving parts to this beyond, oh, just giving Nick Bosa a bunch of money. Because if it was that easy, the deal would have been done a long time ago. And if the Niners were in a situation like they were in, let's say, 2017, which, you know, bear with me here. If they were that decrepit of a roster but had to pay Nick Bosa, the deal would be done. Right. But I think there's just a lot of, like, these little moving parts. 
And I think it comes down to what you're saying is Bosa wants those, those guarantees that if he gets hurt, like, Hey, he's not going to be kicked out the door after two years. Like he's going to be getting paid for these, for the a large sum of money and what he's worth, quote unquote, for the next four, three, four, five years. The reason why the Nick Bosa contract is important and like why being able to retain some of their other stars. Cause like if you just pay Nick Bosa, whatever he wants, so you pay Nick Bosa 35, 40 million a year, mm-hmm. then you're like, all right, so can they afford George Kittle long-term? Can they afford Eric Armstead right. arm- long-term? Can they afford, I, I would, you know, if, if the Nick Bosa money does get a little bit outlandish, like you're, it's probably going to be, I mean, it already is going to be difficult to keep Debo Samuel Right. And Brandon Ayuk on their, you know, I mean, Debo Samuel has a $28 million cap hit next year. Right. So like, and Brandon Ayuk, if he has the season that he thinks he's going to have, he's going to be making 20, $25 million a year. Easy. Right. So are you going to, are you going to be able to wrap $50 million? And like, look, you can, you can restructure Debo that, that type of stuff is all sort of built in, but the 49ers from a bigger picture perspective, like one of the really almost as important as missing on Trey Lance is the fact that you just lit two extra first round picks on fire. Right. And <laughs> sure. you don't, you don't have potentially, you know, cause you traded for Christian McCaffrey, which costs you a bunch of third round picks. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, you just don't have the, other assets to just keep replenishing the roster that you would have had, had you either a hit on Trey Lance mm-hmm. or not lit those picks on fire in the trade to, to go get them. Yeah. So like that, that's what makes this more difficult. You pay Nick Bosa a lot, then it becomes harder to pay your veterans. If you don't pay your veterans, then your team is worse because you don't have those first round picks that you would expect to come in and play at, you know, a starter, like those are starting spots. Right. Ideally. Yeah. So that's, I think that's the 49ers perspective. Um, I have no idea, like to me, and and again, this is just me speculating, but like finding blame in these negotiations, I think is silly. Like it's the easiest thing in the world for fans to say, oh, just pay the guy. But it's like, no, it's hard in the salary cap era. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially for a team that has a, that has a lot of guys and the 49ers have been really good at getting these contracts done and they have a lot of highly paid players and they make it all work in part because they are good at getting these contracts done. So it's kind of a, uh, an unstoppable force meets immovable object type thing. And I hope it gets done within the next couple of days. So you guys can come to my house and, and eat some barbecue. <laughs> I, I know this doesn't help you and I'm fingers crossed. It happens Friday or Saturday. Fingers crossed. Okay. I want that on the tip. That's what I'm rooting for. That's what I'm hoping for. I also would not be shocked. And I've said this on the last couple of podcasts. If the Niners put a deal out there and Bosa went, great, thanks. See you the Wednesday before the season. Like, when's practice? All right, I'll be there. And I know we talked about the potential pitfalls of that. But it wouldn't surprise me if that's the delay. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. They're going to have a practice on Monday. Um, and so, you know, I, I would just think, like, as soon as Nick Bosa signs, he would, like, I don't, I don't think he cares so much about showing up on, like, Wednesday. Like, what's he doing? He's vibing, dude. <laughs> this is Nick Bosa got a, got a lot going on in Florida. 
Monday and Tuesday of next week where he's like, no, nah, I'll show up Wednesday. Maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe. You never know. Equalizer 3 in theaters now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. They have movie theaters in uh, in Santa Clara that are playing Equalizer, sources say. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I'm sure there's as we talk about what it might or might not be, I'm sure it's some combination of all of them. I could very easily see a world where Nick Bosa and his camp they're like, Yeah, we want three years fully guaranteed. Right. And basically like a signing bonus that equates to four years on a six year contract. Right. At thirty seven million a year. Right. And that's the I, I, it's not that the Niners don't want to, you know, quote unquote, pay Nick Bosa. I, they do, I promise. And I promise whatever offer they've thrown out there is a legit offer. But if you're Nick Bosa, what's you, the Niners salary cap is not your problem. The Niners five year plan is not your problem. Right. Cause he can say what, look at what TJ Watt made. Look at what Aaron Donald's making. Nick Bosa is worth whatever anyone else in the NFL is willing to pay him. Correct. By definition. And so here's the thing. The guaranteed money, like, the guaranteed money is a, is likely a sticking point. Again, this is just us speculating, or me speculating. But the more guaranteed money, the harder it is to restructure. Therefore, the harder it is to recreate cap space down the line when you need to. Right. Yeah, it's not right, it's right. It, it's like so that that's where the 49ers are at. They're like, well, yeah, we'll, we'd love to sign you to this big number. But if we guarantee everything, it gets a little bit more difficult to move around on a on any given and, and finagle the salary cap to make it so, hey, we can go get a free agent here or there. Or we have to account for Brock Purdy making 50 million dollars in three years. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, like it's just you know like these are all these are all real conversations the 49ers have to have and so we'll see i will i would my one prediction would be that like i think a deal is going to get done i have no idea when a deal is going to get done hopefully before before sunday obviously but it's going to be a complicated contract yeah like do you remember how complicated trent williams contract was when he signed like three two three-year deals yeah but yeah, it's a basically. six-year deal, but it's not. Right, right. So the, I, there's going to be some creativity in this contract when we hopefully, inevitably, get, this, get the structure, the all-important structure. As we know. <laughs> we cannot judge the numbers. We cannot judge the initial numbers when they get reported until we see the structure. Just want to get favorite... ahead out, like, get out ahead of that right now. My favorite thing about structure Twitter <laughs> is every, and, and if you're not privy to the bit and those who are bear with us, every time an NFL contract comes down, every single time somebody, some smart football person will be like, because Adam Schefter will be like, Nick Bosa agrees to, and this is not real fake tweet incoming, but Adam Schefter goes, Nick Bosa has signed a five year $200 million deal with the 49ers source says, and somebody will quote tweet it and go, got to wait for the structure to really evaluate this deal. <laughs> and it's akin. It's like, it's true. It's not fault. That's not wrong, <laughs> but it's akin to the sun going down and going like, we got to wait to see if it comes back up before we freak out. <laughs> like, yeah, no, we got it. Thanks. 
over there. It's my favorite oh thing. My God, like, the sun's gone. No, like, <laughs> got wait. Just hang on. It still happens. It like it 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 was something that happened like when Twitter first started because obviously like look the the agents are sources on a lot of these deals because the agents want it out there that the players are making all this money and like ninety percent of the time those numbers are the max value of the contract and I would say ninety five to ninety eight percent of the time the players never see the entirety of that money but mm-hmm. it makes the agent look good to have five years 200 million out there when it's really like it's really four years with a void year and mm-hmm. you know whatever so right. we just we just gotta wait to see the structure yeah you absolutely have to just like and- just god bless all the smart people out there who just remind us like no don't overreact to the initial numbers we just gotta see the structure my new favorite thing that started happening with 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 these breaking news contract tweets is they don't even fake it anymore. They're just like Nick Bosa's five year hundred and five year deal worth up to $190 million negotiated by his agent at Schmeagle Schmaggle. <laughs> and it's just an unabashed, like here, the agent told me this. Yeah. We're not it's even good. per source it- anymore. It's good business if you can get Great it. Great business. <laughs> it's free publicity, man. Adam Schefter's got like 10 million followers on X. Oh, the, <laughs> the other, the other, my other favorite little bit here while we're talking about contract tweets is when they, it's really clear an agent just has like a group chat with Rappaport and Schefter and whoever else. Yeah, like Pelissero. Yeah. And within, four minutes everybody has tweeted verbatim the same words because they just copy pasted <laughs> that's my other favorite thing that happens yes, that's great who do we think is going to break the nick bosa contract uh it's usually Schefter when it comes to niners news yeah i agree although didn't mm, didn't Schefter Rapsheet... broke the lance trade he did i thought rap sheet had the garoppolo contract the restructure oh. last year, but I could be oh, wrong. The I could definitely be wrong yeah. on that. Yeah, that's that's going know. back. Garofolo's had some Niners stuff in the past. Oh, Garofolo's a good one. I mean, if you're if you're branched. placing bets, I wonder what the Jay Glazer odds would be because we know he's close with uh, members of the front office. Oh, he works out with them. Did you ever see that video? Is there a bigger flex? Is there a bigger flex in being able to say I work out with the players in their weight room no. as a media member? Lit- figuratively and literally. Yeah. <laughs> I dude, do you know you could not pay me? You couldn't pay me to work out with the 49ers in their weight room. I'm already self-conscious enough at the gym. I would just clown George Kittle. I would be a spotter and just clown him the entire time. No, but you got to lift. You got to exercise. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can. Dude, the exercises I do. No, 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 no. I'm absolutely not doing that. Like I said, I have a hard time, hard <laughs> enough time doing it in front of schlubs at the gym. I'm not trying to do. I'm not trying to exercise in front of finely tuned hey, athletic hey, machines. Hey, George, don't you want to do some more shrugs before you get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> you just get on the pod the next day and you got a black eye <laughs> what happened 
mean, you couldn't do any more cleans than that, Trent Williams. <laughs> hey, hey, Nick Bosa, we're assuming he's there. Hey, Nick, you don't work out your quads at all? Do you <laughs> skip leg day? Oh, guys, so 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 guys, I guess I guess we're just Bosa it, skips leg day. <laughs> no, I guess we're just in maintain mode then. We're not building muscle. <laughs> I've been actually more focused on pliability lately, guys. Yeah, yeah. Pliability is key. You guys ever thought about doing yoga? <laughs> oh, cutting it short today, huh, Trent? Okay. <laughs> After two hours. Classic Trent. <laughs> Hey, where do you guys keep the steroids? <laughs> guys, I'm looking for some PEDs. Right. Where's the okay. Andro at? <laughs> when I was at Ohio State, they had this in buckets. <laughs> Anywho, exercise jokes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chris, we're going to talk about our favorite brand, Lamb Chops. SGLambchops.com. You can follow them on Instagram, at SGLambchops. They're a Minnesota-based fashion brand founded in 2012. And they are now our favorite brand, the official brand of Candlestick Chronicles. Comfort, quality, style. Check, check, check. Those three boxes, if those are the things you're looking for in your clothing... Um, mm-hmm. can't recommend lamb chops enough. I'm wearing a pair of mesh shorts right now. They're yeah. extremely comfortable, What's extremely the stylish. Uh, these are the, these are the werewolves. Um, Where, I think they're just regular wolves. Well, they're wolves. I mean, they look like, do people. you believe those wolves transform into people? Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're no, you're right. Maybe they do. <laughs> I mean, we don't know that they don't. Yeah. You can't prove that they're not that. <laughs> We'll have to ask. We'll have to ask our guys. But it's regular wolves. Okay, fair enough. Um, extremely comfortable, high quality. I've I've worn them, warm to Disneyland. The zippered pockets on the shorts, 
the best. Phenomenal. The best. The joggers, phenomenal. The, the hoodies, phenomenal. Great. It's all great stuff. Yeah, they got t-shirts, hoodies, shorts. Any season, Lamb Chops has got something for you, whether you want the loud and flashy, whether you're more into the understated styles, Lamb Chops is going to have something for you. So go to sglambchops.com right now and use promo code CANDLESTICK20 to get 20% off your order to check out some of those styles when they are released. Follow them on Instagram at sglambchops. The brand emphasizes attention to detail and premium quality that's reflected in the Lamb Chops brand, cleaver logo, and custom cut and fit for each piece. The brand's mission is to lead the herd with original and high-quality clothing. Check and check. They offer one-of-a-kind clothing options from unique statement pieces to everyday essentials. Use promo code CANDLESTICK20 at lambchops.com today. Can we talk about Kyle Shanahan and Matt Mayoko's exchange at the end of Shanahan's press conference yeah, on let's do Wednesday? Let's do it. So I don't want to get into the online discourse about it because there was a lot of online discourse about Shanahan and his arrogance and he shouldn't have gone at Mayoko like that. And I'm going to let you speak to this more than, than me and say what you want here. Okay. Um, but I get, I just, I get the idea and you can just, I get the idea that like Shanahan knows the beat guys more than just, Oh, that's Matt Mayoko of NBC sports. Like there's a relationship there Correct. as they go into year seven Correct. where Mayoko or I'm sorry, Shanahan is like messing with Mayoko on some level. So Kyle Shanahan inherently, and I think even he would tell you this is just a little socially awkward. And even for somebody who speaks publicly as much as he does, Kyle Shanahan, I wouldn't say is like a supreme orator. Right. I think and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I think he's, like, I think he's like a football guy through and through, but not one of the football guys who like specializes in speech. Um, he's not JJ Watt, but I I think he's I think there's an element to Shanahan's humor and his candor to where like it seems like he would be being combative, but he's more just like giving like kind of like jabbing somebody in the ribs with a pen a little bit. Right. And like, look, it's not like there has never been any off the record discussion between Kyle Shanahan and the core beat writers. Right. right. Like, I've been privy to them. There are league events throughout the year, there are meetups, there are run ins where a lot of more social discussion happens between Kyle Shanahan and the reporters that cover the team all the time. Mm -hmm. And Shanahan in large part has a really good relationship with a lot of the beat guys. And like, I could, you know, I covered the first five years of Kyle Shanahan, like every day. So I can, I can tell you that I was privy to a lot of that. My interpretation of the Mayoko Shanahan discourse was like Mayoko was making a point and Shanahan Shanahan sometimes just kind of likes to make fun of media narratives and like Shanahan obviously is not like going to be somebody who's super thrilled to be like yeah it's been super weird here but now it's now everything's awesome and and that was sort of Mayoko's question right like Mayoko's question was about oh, do you feel like you have stability now 
And one thing that Kyle Shanahan hasn't really been willing to do, even though he has a lot of confidence in Brock Purdy and like what he's seen about Brock Purdy, he has not really said like, oh yeah, we're set with Brock for the next two to... Working on an extension. Yeah, like Brock's going to be our franchise guy for the next six years. Like Shanahan has not gone that far because Shanahan knows as well as anybody that things can change really quickly. And that as, as you know, like I equate what Brock Purdy did last year, it's a little bit different because he won a couple playoff games, but like what Brock Purdy did last year was pretty similar to what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of 2017, where Jimmy Garoppolo played at a high enough level in a small sample size in, in 2017 to where the 49ers cashed him out. $137.5 million contract. 49ers feel comfortable enough with Brock Purdy to make him their starter this year. And if he were a free agent and they had to pay the market rate, maybe they would have if it was the same right. situation, but obviously it's not. But what Shanahan isn't going to do is come out and say, oh yeah, I feel great about our quarterback spot now mm-hmm. because we have Brock Purdy. Because there's a very good chance that, I mean, not a, I, who knows? There, there's a There's a reasonable chance that Brock Purdy ends up not being the long-term guy. Maybe he gets hurt mm-hmm. again. Yeah. You know, maybe he, maybe Brock Purdy turns into a pumpkin in the fourth quarter in a playoff game like Jimmy Garoppolo did a couple times, right? So sure. what Kyle, Shan- like what Mayoko was asking was was basically something to the effect of, do you feel like you have stability at the quarterback position now that all this Trey Lance situation is over and you feel like, you know, it's it's drama-free, and Kyle Shanahan's point in his, in sort of his awkward way of making it was basically saying like, no, nah, we don't know what's going to happen. We're, we feel good with Brock right now, but we, we, we don't really know what's going to happen. And I know that's not the words that were used, but that to me is what sort of was happening underlying, underlying what was actually being said. And it was funny because I forget the exact disagreement over the wording, but like was, Shanahan... Mayoko called it weird. Yeah. And Shanahan said, it's not weird. It's unusual. Right. Which is a synonym for weird. It's the same word. That's the same thing. <laughs> and, and, but so, but I think Shanahan knows that. And I think he was just giving Mayoko some shit. And yeah. it was just like a pretty normal back and forth. And I haven't talked to Mayoko about it yet, but I plan on it. Hopefully, hopefully Sunday. We'll see. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but like, I didn't see it as some like, oh, Kyle Shanahan needs to be more respectful to the media. And it wasn't it wasn't like that was not like a real like if Kyle Shanahan did not want to give Mayoko or anybody who like the, the time of day. Right. He'll give like a one word answer. If or, like, I once it'll be like, no, we don't see it that way. I don't know Kyle Shanahan. If I had asked that question, that's how it would have gone. It would have been like, no, I don't see it that way. Right. And, and that's what he does. That's what he does when he's pissed. He doesn't, he doesn't like argue with media members. He'll, he'll have a back and forth with a media member. And what he does that typically is sort of a sign of respect. Like he's willing to spar with you. Yeah. But I if also... he's, if he's just dismissive outright and his sentence or his response is a forward sentence. Yeah. Then that's the sign that like he, he is not giving your question any time of day. I also think there's there's something to this though, and maybe I'm maybe I'm way overthinking this. But Mayoko said, "Do you feel any relief? Do you sense that this kind of era of lots of changing is over?" And so Shanahan goes, 
the era of changing is when we got here, bear with me. I'm going to read the whole thing because I, I'm, I'm making a point. We waited 10 weeks and made a trade for a quarterback, played five games, and then we made him the highest paid quarterback of all time at the time. True. Then he played two of the next five years and did really good in those two years. His injuries for three of those five years were legit. It was rough on him, rough on us. Then we made a move to go to a younger quarterback, and that's what we did. We thought he'd be ready in two years, and he wasn't. And now we have a different younger quarterback. So that's the situation. And this is tough because I I get it. Shanahan has said finding one of those elite, elite quarterbacks is really hard. And most teams, most coaches, when you haven't found that elite, elite quarterback in seven years, you've been fired a long time ago because it means you're probably not winning. But the team has figured out a way to win. And so this is just kind of the world they're existing in is, hey, they've built this awesome team that is not quarterback proof, but has lowered the requisite, the the bar for requisite quarterback play to the level that it's at where they can pick a guy with the last pick in the draft and going into his second season, it's like, yeah, I feel pretty good about this guy. And that's a good, that's an inherently good thing. On the other hand, you can point to the Super Bowl loss, the NFC title game loss, certainly last year, and the NFC title game loss the year before that to the quarterback play and the issues at that position. So Shanahan's in this spot where he's like, yeah, it's a little weird, but also we've won a lot, but also it's the reason he's not won a title yet, which is the biggest thing hanging around his neck as a coach right now is the lack of a Super Bowl trophy. So this is an awkward spot for him because I'm sure he wants to be like double birds. I've been to two NFC title games with these jokers and we made this huge swing and missed and we still went to two NFC title games. Like, what do you want, man? And a Super Bowl. And a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the fact is, like, the 49ers have competed with teams that have answered the quarterback question Mm -hmm. at sort of the highest levels, right? Obviously, in Patrick Mahomes' case and Sam Bradford's case. Mm -hmm. And you could probably make a good case. Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate. One of the best players in the league last year, leading MVP candidate this year. The Niners have been on the level of those teams without really being close to answering their quarterback question. Yeah. Which can be, which is a very confounding thing, right? It's like, well, we got to blame Kyle Shanahan because he's the one pulling the strings on the quarterback situation. Why hasn't he fixed this? On the other hand, it's like, man, (laughs) the fact they've been able to do this without a quarterback and you know, going to two NFC championship games after making the trade Lance trade with Trey Lance not really being part of it and not even having those first round picks or at least one of the first round picks going into last year to help supplement the roster is like pretty crazy. But that's what happens when you're able to get Christian McCaffrey in a trade and Trent Williams in a trade and you hit on guys like Fred Warner and Debo Samuel mm-hmm. and George Kittle and all that. So yeah, litigating the Kyle Shanahan discussion is, you know, like we I said it when we went on TV in Sacramento on Sunday, but like I totally get the 49er fan that is like Super Bowl or nothing, like Super Bowl right. or disaster. Right. Yeah. The problem is, is if that is the standard and you're willing to fire a coach for that, 
I would argue it becomes infinitely harder to win a Super Bowl if you have to find a new head coach. Mm-hmm. And I get and I get the argument that after let's say a decade. Let's give it I'm just going to pick 10 years as a round number. If you've not won a Super Bowl in a decade, I get it at some point if an organization's like, "All right, they just need to change the scenery." But that typically comes after, okay, missed the playoffs once in there, snuck in as a wild card. Okay, won the division one time, made an NFC tie or made a conference championship, maybe made a Super Bowl, but for the most part, it's one and dones and maybe missing the playoffs. And it's like, that's nice, but eventually you're trying to get over that hump. The Niners are so close. And they've gotten so close in large part because of their head coach and his ability to yeah. navigate the uncertainty at quarterback now you can spin that around and go well the uncertainty at quarterback is partially his fault and that's sure didn't even didn't even consider patrick mahomes you know was so focused on kirk cousins absolutely his fault but also like focusing on just the idea of focusing on the defense like having the self-awareness as an offensive coach to know like we need an elite defense if we're going to do this Mm mm-hmm like that that I think deserves more credit than he gets for it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And if and I I promise, if you gave Shanahan the benefit of hindsight, he is taking Patrick Mahomes number 2. They're not even trading back to 3. They're taking Mahomes 2. They're drafting Josh Allen in 2018 instead of re-signing Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure, or if you give him if you're taking him to 2018 instead, sure. Like that's that's if he had that opportunity, he would have taken it. And obviously, you know, he, he messed that up. But I just, maybe this all ends in failure and maybe they never win a Super Bowl and the Shanahan era is looked back upon as a, wow, a lot of missed opportunities there. If he could have just figured out the quarterback situation. Sure, we can litigate that then. But I just think right now, I I, I think it's pretty impressive what they've done in terms of winning despite the the questions at the most important position on the field. Who do you but think at some the, point they gotta figure that out? Who do you think the best head coach in the NFL is right now? It's probably mm, I'm debating in my head between Andy Reid and Mike Tomlin. Okay. Andy Reid was with the Philadelphia Eagles for 14 seasons mm, yeah. and never won a Super Bowl. Went to four NFC title games in a row? Was it that many? NFC, have to go back. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it looks like. Went to a lot. Yeah. Won multiple playoff games in one, two, three. Yeah, three seasons with the Eagles. Um, three, straight, three straight conference title games. But the point is... And then a Super Bowl. Nobody thought about Andy Reid as one of the best coaches in the league, obviously, until he won Super Bowls. Correct. But he got to that point after a lot, like he's been coaching in the NFL for 24 years or being, he's been a head coach in the NFL for 24 years. He's been a head coach since 1999. That's crazy. (laughs) So, (laughs) so such a long time. So like Andy Reid went through it and like he, he got dragged plenty for his playoff failures and clock management stuff and all of that. But eventually he got there. And so, like, I think just the point is, like, it's not being great 
or being the best coach in the league or even winning Super Bowls. Like I would argue winning the Super Bowl. The reason why we look at it with such reverence. I think it's the hardest championship to win in the major pro sports in this country. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. Out of the major sports. Yeah, because it's the only one and done. Like, you can have one play go wrong and lose the Super Bowl. Yeah, you have one game. You don't have a series like the other sports. It's the only sport with a true hard cap. Can I... Real quick on the Andy Reid thing. I just want to throw this out here before we get too far away from it. So he started in Kansas City in 2013. Patrick Mahomes became the starter in 2018. How many playoff games did Andy Reid win between 2013 and 2017? Once. One. Went to the playoffs four times, won one. Turns out having a good quarterback or having the perhaps Crazy. The, a generational quarterback is is pretty helpful. So like Andy Reid really didn't become the best coach in the NFL until he got a generational quarterback. The Niners are sort of punching almost at the Chiefs' weight without mm-hmm. really any but again quarterback stability. <laughs> but somebody but somebody trying to argue against Kyle Shanahan is going to go well. Andy Reid had the stones to trade up and well Brett Veach I guess but. Andy Reid knew what to do with that quarterback and has maximized that quarterback and was willing to go get that quarterback and Kyle Shanahan hasn't. Yeah. But. No, he hasn't. And the one time he did, I mean, I don't want to relitigate the Trey Lance yeah. thing. It was a mess, <laughs> but it was like largely impacted by Trey Lance's injuries. Like we right. don't know. We never really got the answer if Trey Lance is good or bad because he never got the two seasons that he needed yeah. as starter before we could figure out if he's good. I'm going to I'm going to be so just to kind of zoom this out. I'm going to be so fascinated by what how we wind up looking back at Kyle Shanahan. And obviously it'll depend on how the rest of his tenure goes. But man, it's I'm so, I've never I've never followed a team or known a team that has such a divisive a head coach who's had as much success as Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, maybe I've been too close to it for a little while, but like my feeling is throughout the NFL, like tons of teams would love to have Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan's problems. Yes, correct. Yes. Like I would argue like probably 20 Hey, 6 27 teams would be like, yeah, we'll sign up for those issues. We'll win hey. multiple playoff games every year. Like, obviously, we would love to win a Super Bowl, but, like, we'll take winning multiple playoff games a year. I need to find out if there's Bills fans that hate Sean McDermott. Is Probably. Sean McDermott on the hot seat? They have one of those quarterbacks. They got one. They don't want to They haven't even been to a conference title game yet. Right, and, like, Brandon Staley. Josh Allen won one. Oh, geez. Anyways, Brandon Staley, I'll look up my own question. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I I, look, the Niners set the precedent, right? They set the bar really high in the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. And so I totally get the it's a Super Bowl or failure. And that's sort of the way they talk about it. So, like, I I get it. But I just think, like, I also cover the Sacramento Kings. 
Like the Kings made the playoffs for the first time in 16 years. And like, I, I look at King, like to me, there's, there's a segment of Kings fans and a cross section of Kings fans and 49ers fans where Kings fans are just like thrilled and over the moon just to make the playoffs. And like, Oh, I made the playoffs. It's house money. Like there's no pressure, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Who are also like Kyle Shanahan's got to win the Super Bowl or he's out of here. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just an interesting juxtaposition. And obviously history has a lot to do with that. Um, but anyway. Josh Allen has not only won more than one playoff game, he has won four playoff games. He has been to a conference championship. Yeah, that was that one they was. got smoked by Kansas City in Kansas City. It was 38-24, but it wasn't that close. Yeah. He <laughs> in the 2022 playoffs, he went 21 of 25 with five touchdowns and no interceptions against New England. Josh Allen had some really good playoff games. Shout he was not good. F- he was not good in last year's playoffs. Oh. Shout out to Fireball. Dude, Fireball's finest. Wish he get his high school coach on. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, but just, just to that point, the Bills have that guy, and they've been to one conference title game since Josh Allen took over as a starter. Yeah. Like, that's... It's hard, man. Yeah, and we'll see. Like, I think... It's a big year for Kyle Shanahan because, I mean, I'm generally pretty optimistic about Brock Purdy because of the way he plays, mm-hmm. right? Like, there, there are a lot of quarterbacks who you watch play one season and they're successful, and you can look at it and say, man, I think that's going to be really hard to replicate the next year because mm-hmm. they're taking advantage of schemes or they're taking advantage of you know, being largely unscouted and coming in and being becoming the starting quarterback in the middle of the season. But there are some things quarterbacks do that translate year over year, like just being able to make the right decision and having poise and getting the ball out quickly and being accurate. Mm -hmm. Like all that stuff translates to me more than like, you know, like Brock Purdy wasn't a dude who was just like pulling plays out of his butt all year. It was like, no, he's he's like running the offense at a high level. And that's one of the reasons why Kyle Shanahan is so confident in him going into this season. All of those things make me think what Brock Purdy did last year was sustainable. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll never really know because we said the same thing about Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017. And as exciting as it seemed for the 49ers to finally find a quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017, ultimately, he wasn't the answer. Yeah. And that's still very much a possibility with Brock Purdy. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Like, because if it's very like if we come out of this season and it's very clearly or very evident that Brock Purdy's not the guy, then it becomes okay. <laughs> like Yeah. Okay. What you know, Steve Young hasn't given up number eight to Kirk Cousins. What what number is he going? <laughs> Ten? <laughs> He started out. What do you what do you wear? Is he twelve in Washington? Twelve feels right. Yeah. Damn, just giving away YA Tittle's number like that? I mean, twelve is retired for the Niners. So. I know. It's YA Tittle, right? They no, John Brody. John Brody, yeah. They would have had to they would have had to unretire John Brody's number for Tom Brady. But that's the thing. Like if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl this year then it completely changes the way Kyle Shanahan's viewed, right? I mean, obviously, a, winning a Super Bowl is a career-defining if, moment for a coach. Yeah. But, like, 
if if he gets Brock Purdy to do it, then it's like no longer is it man Kyle Shanahan never really solved the quarterback thing. It's Kyle Shanahan found a guy in the seventh round and made it work with him. Like that deserves credit. And the discussion and the discussion around Brock Purdy is so is not it's at least nationally. And this isn't to say like everybody says he sucks, but every analyst I listen to talk about the Niners offense is like Purdy's an avatar for Shanning. Purdy does nothing special. There's nothing remarkable about him. He is just a dude. He is just a rando with a warm body and a right arm. And he executes the offense and that's all. So if that's the case, then Shanahan is going to put get put on even an, an even higher pedestal because it wasn't, wow, Brock Purdy went out and got it done. It was, dude, he dragged Brock Purdy, of all people, <laughs> to a title. So. Tom Brady was more or less a game manager early in his career. I'm not saying Brock Purdy is Tom Brady, but I'm saying, like, quarterbacks evolve as they get playing time. Can I make a prediction? Sure. If the 49ers win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy, there will be an article written, I think by Kevin Clark, our guy, friend of the show, about how the 49ers are making teams rethink team building. (laughs) And how maybe teams are going to stop swinging, taking big swings for a quarterback. And instead trying to build around a or put in place a team in a system where they can just drop in a mediocre to average to good quarterback instead of a great one. It's going to be like Kyle Shanahan beats Matt LaFleur in the NFC championship game. And then beats Mike McDaniel in the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. And it's going to be all about coaching and scheme and maximizing talent. (laughs) And, you know, you don't need Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. I don't know. Yeah. The age of it's the age of the NFL coach is now. Do people think Zach Taylor is a good coach? No, because he runs too often on first and second down. The football dorks hate Zach Taylor. But the Bengals have been basically as successful as any team. Right, but they could be more successful. Sure. I feel like that's a new internet thing. Like, their success, but it's like, but think of how much better they could have been. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's one, like, There's no, I think one of the things that really draws us to the NFL overall is there isn't necessarily one formula. You can win a Super Bowl with a mediocre quarterback, but a great defense. You can win a Super Bowl with a great quarterback carrying a bad defense. You could win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles beating Tom Brady, right? Like there isn't there are a lot of different ways to do it, but yet it's still so hard to do mm-hmm. that it, it like if there was one formula 
and that mm-hmm. formula played out every year in the NFL like it does in the NBA where it's like just have the best player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Like that like it what 90% of the time in the NBA it's like you have the best player in the league that year you're going to win a championship. Yeah, unless you're the Chiefs and you have Patrick Mahomes. But even then, like <laughs> Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl, Nick Foles has yeah. won a Super Bowl, Trent Dilfer has won a Super Bowl. Right? Like there are a lot of different ways to do it. So you know, like I get the consternation about Shanahan and the quarterback stuff. And it, it makes all the sense in the world. And the Niners quarterback situation is going to be crazy just in perpetuity. It's like part of the organization's DNA at this point. Right. Going back to Joe Montana and Steve Young to Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick to Jimmy Garoppolo to Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Like it's it's just it feels like in perpetuity, it's just going to be weird and it's going to be polarizing among the fan base. Yeah. Meanwhile, like you don't necessarily need always to have Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes win Super Bowls. Obviously, it helps, but it is possible to do it the other way. Sam Bradford won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Like Sam Bradford's obviously a prodigious passer, but like, has he, have we ever That's looked wrong. at Sam Bradford as Sam like, Bradford did not win a Super Bowl? Matt Stafford, sorry. Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford was in my head. Yeah. Sam Brad. I guess I think Sam I did Bradford. that the other night. I think I said Sam Bradford when I met Matt Stafford. Yeah. Anyway, my mistake. Is, That's embarrassing. But is no, Matt the point Stafford stands, what like, Sam Bradford would have been if Sam Bradford stayed healthy. Great question. Thanks. Anyways, continue. The point is like there's no there's no one line. There's there, there's no one line of logic that gets you to Super Bowls. Right. Even like the early Tom, the early Tom Brady Patriots teams were like far more reliant on having the best defense in the league than we remember. Obviously, Tom Brady in his later years evolved into a Hall of Fame quarterback and the best quarterback ever. But when he first got there and helped the Patriots win Super Bowls, it was mostly as a game manager and it was like really on the back of Bill Belichick's coaching and the defense. Yeah. No doubt. So there's no. There's no one formula. So we all want like get the quarterback right. And then you win Super Bowls. It's like history has shown that, that it can be, it can be, it doesn't have to be that way. How many, how many teams would you say have gotten the quarterback, right? Chiefs (laughs) for sure. Bills. Bengals. Bengals. Chargers. Chargers. Okay. Are we in on Jalen hurts? Yeah. I'm in on Jalen hurts. Yeah. Cares five. The Ravens figure it out with Lamar Jackson? No. He has an MVP. Yeah, but they haven't really... How far... What's the furthest they've gone in the playoffs with Lamar? Second round? They haven't been to an AFC Championship game. No. So... I'm giving it to Lamar. He got a second contract. Okay, I love Lamar. Good. I'm not I'm not hating on yeah, Lamar. Yeah. Just if we're talking about like like that that guy's the quarterback for the next 10 years. I guess I shouldn't I shouldn't say the Chargers if I'm not going to say Lamar. So I guess But the point the point is if we tried to say that team has, it's less than 10. Right. It's like man, they have that position figured out. Yeah. Jacksonville, I think Jacksonville does. I mean on Trevor Lawrence. But Shout out to Trent Baalke. It's hard, dude. If you if your goal was to just hey get the quarterback right, but 
you were going to go through a coach every time you didn't, you'd, it would, it could take 25 years. And it's, just, it's anyways. okay. So we could argue like Lamar, like the, the Ravens and chargers, we would argue have the quarterback situation, right? Correct. Would you trade spots to, completely objectively? Would you trade spots if you were the Niners with the Chargers or Ravens with their rosters, quarterback situations and all that? <laughs> I would not. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of Justin Herbert with Kyle Shanahan. No, but that I'm just saying wild. even even like that aside, like No, no yeah, doubt. They have the no quarterback doubt. situation the Niners, figured out, but you're not you, you would not rather be them. If I'm ranking those teams in order of likelihood they win the Super Bowl, the Niners are at the top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not trying to be like a super Kyle Shanahan fanboy homer, which no, exists same. in same. these spaces for sure. I'm just saying like to your point, what I think this is what you're saying too, is that it's just extremely difficult to nail down the quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, even when you do do it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the 49ers have been to three NFC championship games and a Super Bowl in the last mm-hmm. four years without nailing down the quarterback situation is pretty impressive within the context of the NFL. Aside from whatever expectation, Super Bowl or failure, that a segment of the 49ers fan base operates from. And I think that's where a lot of the consternation comes from. Because it's like, look how good the 49ers have been. Imagine if they had a quarterback. They would be impossible to beat. I think is where the frustration lies. But you're also not going to pay top of the market money to a left tackle and a receiver and a linebacker and a tight end Mm -hmm. and two defensive tackles and an edge but you don't but but the 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 argument then but the argument then is well you don't need as many of those things if your quarterback is dominant no for sure but But finding that finding a quarterback that dominant is hard as shit so (laughs) (laughs) yes like and that quarterback who like Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or uh, Joe Burrow? Those guys are Hall of Famers on their way. So like it's hard to find Hall of Famers. So yeah. Anyway, I'm not trying to like apologize for Kyle Shannon. So I just think no, he I, has a I, lot I, to figure out. But this yeah. idea that he's on the hot seat or something is just well, it's just the context. The context of the league just. I mean that that that's why we're that's why we like the league. It's so hard to win in it, and there are so many different ways to do it. That's what makes it so interesting. Whereas it feels like, I mean, the other major sport in this country, the NBA, it's like pretty formulaic. Yeah, have yeah. the best player, and you're going to win. But that doesn't that doesn't always guarantee that doesn't guarantee you anything in the NFL. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's a good place to stop our final off-season podcast our final preseason podcast next time we talk we're going to be talking about a game coming up Steelers I'm so excited will we, Steelers will, week will we hop on for up. an emergency pod when uh when Nick Bosa signs if he signs depends on if I'm working good. or not <laughs> <laughs>
No, if Nick Bosa signs, there will be a pot out. Yeah, we'll do that. Hey, if he signs on Sunday during your fiesta. Live pod? Live pod, whoever wants to join. Everybody pull up. Um, I gotta give a shout shout out to Leanne, my fiance. Um, Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, thank you. We I haven't didn't want to bring it. it up. You, I was gonna let you do it, but congratulations. So we had organized this party, or I, but she she hasn't really been participating in in organizing this party because she has way better things to do. But I've been organizing this party for I don't know a month and a half or so, and it was just going to be a housewarming. And it turns out we got engaged last week. And so the obviously the tenor of the party changes when the hosts get engaged a week before the party. It's mm-hmm. not an engagement party, but people are treating it like an engagement party. And I, d- there's, there's just a whole lot of pressure being heaped on Leanne in this moment by like, everyone's like, oh my God, I got to come as an engagement party. She's like, I haven't been planning this. I didn't know we were going to get <laughs> And so I just need to give her a shout out on the pod because she's been a good sport. And uh, I was sort of forced this awkward situation with all my all my friends uh, coming to the house and and celebrating and, you know, all those things. So anyway, shout out to Liam. Shout out to Liam. Hey, before last quarterback thing real quick, Sam Darnold. (laughs) Have you considered that he could have been a cowboy? Okay, we're out of here. (laughs) Inside jokes on the pod. That means it's time to go. Subscribe, rate, review if you have not. 7 p.m. September 23rd at Cooperage Brewing. We're going to be out there. We'll have a bunch of guests out there. And we'll be talking Niners. There will be a live show. And then it's us kicking it, drinking beer, chatting with you guys. Can't wait to do that. September 23rd again at Cooperage Brewing in Santa Rosa. 7 p.m. to Saturday after the home opener. Can't wait to see you all there. Hope to see you all there. And until next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.